back from Shide Town. It was a nice, it was a nice week down there. Feel like um MJ writing that, setting that fax over in '95, or was it technically '94? I think it was '95. Was '95? Yeah, 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 yeah. But I'm back. All right, back. Tyler Trigg is back. Um, he was gone this past week. And we had some other guys filling in for us. Thank you, John, Sam, and Connor. Yes, um, a legendary cast, I will say. Legendary group of dudes. A lot of great Orno b-ball experience between those guys. Something like that. Um, well, tonight uh, we're going to start off with kind of just a little outlook on our two teams, playoff hopes and chances, and uh, which teams we'd rather – or rather not, face come April. So first we'll start with the Chicago Bulls. Oh, okay. I was going to say we could start with the, on the brighter side of things, but you know. No, 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 no. Let's, let's work our way up to the happiness. Yeah, Start with the Bulls. Right. So the Bulls are in fifth place right now. It's been a rough, rough last, like, couple weeks, and maybe even a few weeks. Um, Ever since probably the All-Star break. I feel like it's kind of just gone to the shitter. Yeah, which if you know, we kind of figured with all the injuries and the Bulls having the second toughest schedule post All Star break. Um, you know, not too shocked, but um, you know, um, yeah, disappointing. It's not looking too hot. Yeah, you've been four and eight since uh, yeah. the All Star break. Pat Williams is back. Cruz is back. That's all and well. Um, Lonzo, we're not sure what the timetable is looking like for him. He was kind of supposed to be on his way back here, but hasn't made great progress. But we're still sitting at five. We got a big win against Toronto last night to keep us from falling any lower. Um, right now, we would be playing Boston, but, I mean, I think Boston and Milwaukee and Philly all have the same winning percentage. They do. They do. They're each two and a half games back of uh, of the Miami Heat who so in first place. We really don't. I don't see the Bulls catching up to Boston or Milwaukee or Philly. But I don't. I don't see you falling. I don't necessarily see us. I don't. Yes, I don't see us falling. Just I don't see you falling to six. I think you'll stay at five. So, so that we have three different groups here. Not three different groups. Three different teams. We have the Seventy Sixers, the Bucks, and the Celtics. Um, which one of those teams? Do you not want to face without uh, absolutely not Philly just because Joel has been a nightmare for us this year. Vooch just can't guard him, just plain and simple. Um, See, that, uh, that's, that's not even my, in my I makeup. I find myself to be double every single every single time I play against you. Also, the Bulls are a team that does have a trouble playing defense without fouling, and Philly is just like the king of Kings of drawing fouls. It's and horrible. I just, yeah. I'd probably have an aneurysm watching that series and I'd probably be throwing stuff off out of my windows. <laughs> just watching James Harden, Joel go to the free throw line every other play. So for my own sanity and for the bull stick, I would say I just absolutely do not want Philly. And like, obviously like I don't want the bucks here. The defending world champions. Yeah. I don't want to have to, I mean, we don't have anyone to guard Giannis either. I mean, Pat Williams is our best bet. But he's back, but he's still not – he's not 100%. I mean, we played the Bucks close this year, I will say that. But coming down to a seven-game series, I just think there's no way in hell we we maybe get a game off the Bucks. It's just tough because, like, Lonzo, you don't know what his status is I think Philly, be. we maybe get a game. Philly, I think you could get 
Ah, two, James, two tops. The two thing tops. is, is like James Harden is still a question mark in the playoffs. I think he has his best teammate he's ever had in his career in Joel right now. So I could like, I could ah. see him. I could see them. I could see the Bucks and the Sixers sweeping the Bulls. I could too. I could see it just being a clean sweep. I don't. I think we get especially because Lonzo's not gonna be a hundred percent. I think we can get one against either of those teams. Maybe get one or two against, maybe two tops against those teams. Ah, it'd be a pity one. Be a pity one, but but who knows? Who knows? You know, you never know how this Bulls team would look on playoff time. I mean, the Celtics team though. Crusoe could take Harden to extent. Um, I Bucks. I just Bucks. I just. I mean, I don't know. Celtics are the only team I think you have a chance with, and I do think there. That's a a series that we could legitimately win. You could win that series. I mean, yes, Boston is so is so hot right now. They've been playing such amazing basketball. Like, kudos to them. But okay, I think they have the they have the best record in the league since the All Star break. Eleven and two. Yeah, they're nineteen three in their last twenty two. They've been out. They've been ridiculous. Um, I still just think matchup wise. We match up better against them than those other teams. Also, Boston isn't. They do have Jarek White off the bench now, and they still have Grant. They're still the same. They're still damn near the same team. We just busted it. We blew out in the Garden. Yeah, they're they're not as deep as a team where. Uh, they're hot right now. There's, I'll give them that. But like we've seen what they've done, done in the playoffs, and like. You could beat them. It's. I mean, I can look up the strength of schedule moving forward. Because. If they keep winning, though, it's just it's just gonna be tough. Oh shit! Schedule. That's what I'm worried about right now. Like if Boston keeps winning, we Boston get... has the hardest schedule for the last remaining games of the season. Yeah. And the other, the two teams above them. Let's see, where are they? Can I not find them? Okay, this Philadelphia has the twenty fourth hardest schedule, and Milwaukee is the fifth. So Boston and Milwaukee each have a hard hard path to finish off the season. I think you could get Boston, and if you get Boston, that's and, our best chance. And Zach and Demar are playing at the level they were at the midway point of the season before the All Star break. I think that that has a chance. It's a that that series. You guys have a serious chance of winning. I would. I would give an edge to Boston, though. Yeah, just because of recency bias. No, just like no just recency the, bias. I'm just afraid of like like Lonzo. I think really not having Lonzo. If you if you don't have Lonzo, I don't know if you win the win a series. I still think it goes six or seven games guaranteed. With Boston. Yeah, with Boston. I think it's six or seven game series, regardless. I just I just really this team without Lonzo Ball is just a completely different team. We lost all our pace, a lot of our tempo. Obviously the great he's been he's a, a great, great shooter. Defender. Great defender, great he's shooter. Shooting over forty from, from deep. Like losing him is really tough. Really tough. I, I don't know if we're gonna have him for that first round. I really don't know. And it's like if you're able to get out of that first round, you know you'd probably be going against either the the Brooklyn Nets. My or the my, my my coming out of the East hopes have died because of injuries. Because Zach is also 
Zach is not 100% healthy. He looks banged up. He is. He's, he can't do back-to-back nights right now. Because uh, I don't think he's going to play tonight. He might not play tonight against Milwaukee, which is a – it's like, man, that's a game that we need to do well in. They don't have Middleton tonight. Like, we need to win that Milwaukee game. But almost – but do we want to win that Milwaukee game? No, you almost want them to win. You almost, I, We almost want Milwaukee to win. Yeah. Even though it takes us a little closer to six. Only a half game. And the Cavaliers, let's see, where are the Cavaliers on that? The Cavaliers have about average difficulty for the last ten games. But they're, miss, they're missing Allen. They haven't been playing well. Garland's been playing on a tear. Yeah, he's been putting up like he's, 2K numbers. Like he's been putting up my player numbers. 26 and 12 over the last 10. Yeah, something like that. That's fucking insane. Uh, but yeah, bottom line is I, I hope it ends up with Boston. That's their best chance of getting out of the first round. Um, Honestly, with Boston, I, give me the smoke, man. I want it. That'd be a good series. I want it. I'm all here for it. I think we can take him. I don't give a fuck. Shooting back to the late big three Celtics in the early D Rose years. Shooting back Rose to took the, Rose took this took that team to seven. Yep. Shooting back to the late ninety late eighties Bulls. We've never been scared of Boston. Never. Hey, I think it's a great rivalry. I think it'd be fun to watch the teams bash again in the playoffs. Um, I think that's your only chance, though. I think you. You get you're getting your ass handed to you maybe by a broom, by the Bucks and the Sixers. I think so too, because the defense, the Bulls, de- like Boston defense, been great, and the Bulls defense had looked better with Caruso back in the lineup and Pat Will obviously back in the lineup too. Really huge. We have we have our depth a lot better. I think they're gonna keep AC starting going forward. They have to, they have to, AC fresh. Yeah. So I mean, even with Lonzo, I like if a healthy Lonzo ball, I think. The Bulls win that series. Um, without him, I'm. It's. It's. I don't know. It's. T- it's a toss up. Toss up. Um, but yeah, for sure, I want Boston out of those teams. Um, we'll see how it plays out. But like you said, I almost want the Bulls to lose to Milwaukee tonight. Yeah, I. I don't want Milwaukee. No, we don't want the Bucks first round. Absolutely not. No, you. You do not at all. Well, I think we can lock it in. The Bulls want the Celtics round one. Or if we can just slide our way up to three if we beat Milwaukee tonight, then we're one game out. So if we beat Milwaukee tonight, we're one game out, and then we can maybe sauce our way up to three. Then we get Cleveland. Cleveland or the Raptors. Give me both those teams. That's possible. But But that's a pipe dream. Pipe dream. Pipe dream. That's pipe dream. On the on the brighter side of things. Okay, back to another now to another pipe dream. We'll move to the Western Conference. Um, if you listen to last week's episode the uh, the Adam Lefkoe's and I spent a good half hour or more talking about the Timberwolves, so we might as well just continue. Um, Guess what? The playoffs has officially started because of the addition of the play-in tournament. Yeah. Bad loss for the Denver Nuggets because I'm telling you right now, the Timberwolves are no joke, and they're on their heels like a pair of socks, church socks. At so course, the Wolves right now they moved into sixth. Hot right now. Moved into sixth place the other night. Just lost, so now we're back into seven. Half game back of the Nuggets, who are in sixth. Um, it's looking like the two teams that we have a real chance of facing are going to be either the Grizzlies or the Warriors. Um, Ooh, such a hot debate. Who do you want more? So I'll let you go first, Wolves fan. Okay, great, great. So. After watching the games throughout the season, I think we've split most of our season series with both the Warriors and the Grizzlies. Um, so it's tough, but 
I think the obvious point is that Steph Curry's out right now. If he comes back in the first round, I don't know if he's going to be 100%. And is so, Draymond even 100% healthy? Is Draymond 100%? Clay does not look like himself right now. Um, since he's returned Wiggins this looks season, horrible. Wiggins is playing just like how we want But he would probably average 25 a game against the Wolves, knowing their luck. So I just like – the Grizzlies just got back Dylan Brooks. Dylan Brooks historically has like killed the fucking Timberwolves every time we play against the Grizzlies. And he has not played in a single matchup against us this year. Uh, so I'm afraid of Dylan Brooks. He There's always a Wolves killer on every team, and Dylan Brooks is that for the Grizzlies. I think we could go against the Grizzlies, and it'd be a fun, a fun rivalry in the West to start. Two, two young teams on the up. But... If we want any chance of moving into the second round, I think our best shot would be against the Golden State Warriors. Yeah, I also like – you look at the the Wolves' best player here, Carl Anthony Towns. Um, I think I like the matchup of the Warriors more for him. Um, it's, he he kind of like – Carl, I mean, I think he struggled against – did he struggle against Steven Adams? When he's played he didn't the, struggle, but – Jaron Jackson poses difficulty because it's just two guys that are big bodies. That yeah. Block shots. And yeah, Jaron Jackson. He beat Steven Jackson on the jump. He was faster than him. He was driving a lot. Steven couldn't guard it, but Jaron was always there moving into the paint. After yeah, Steven's a big body too. I could, I could, he could definitely wear the combination of like just him and Jaron. Um, and like you look at Draymond who could potentially be guarding Carl a lot. Like, Jaron's got a lot taller. I think he's a few inches taller than Draymond, too. Jaron Jackson leads the league in blocks. And he's just so lanky. Um, they, those two combined can definitely just – because, yeah, like you look at like Steven Adams, not a great perimeter defender, not going to guard Carl great out there. Um, but, like, I honestly think Jaron will be guarding would be guarding Carl most of the time. And it's like we, we don't have Jaden McDaniels right now. He has a high ankle sprain. Ooh. Who knows if he's going to be back for the playoffs? Uh, yeah, it's like uh, Carl just trying to bang down low with Stephen Adams and Jaron Jackson just does not sound well, the last for the, as since, appealing to me as a not so healthy Draymond and Kevin Looney. Uh, and like Carl's torched the Warriors this year. Yes, he. The one thing though is that Ant. Carl has not played that traditional back to the basket center position since the All Star break. He's been like leading the lead in drives per game. Yeah. So, although that would work in favor against Stephen Adams, because Stephen could not check him whatsoever on the drive. Just something about the Warriors—they're undersized. Yes, they have chemistry. Yes, they're a great shooting team. They have chemistry more than any other team in the league. I just think realistically, we have the best chance against them. Memphis is deep. Memphis is scary deep, bro. Like. Their bench is like Tyus Stones, uh, D'Anthony Melton. Dylan Brooks will be coming off the bench now. Dylan Brooks, he's been starting ever since he came back. Oh, at the three and Desmond Bain at the two? Uh, Vice versa. Oh, okay. Let's see who else do they have on the bench. They have Brandon Clark, um, Zaire Williams, and Kyle Anderson. So it's like. Yeah, they're they're a deep squad for sure. And Zaire has been starting all season long in place of Dylan. So it's like I do not I do not want to go against that team. And obviously John Moran's a great player. Uh he's been you know, I mean Steph is too, but like 
Steph has his off nights. It was Ja, it's a little harder. Like he's always doing. He's always being aggressive. Yeah. Every possession. Mm-hmm. Steph's gonna rely on the shot, shot making ability. Steph, I, I think is a lot. Ja's a lot more healthy than Steph right now. That's most important. It's like Draymond is like, he has back problems. Curry with this with this high was his high ankle too. I think so. Yeah. He might not even come back by the playoffs. Like he very well, if he has a setback, he's not going to play in the playoffs. Yeah, it's crazy because I think we were like very on board with the Warriors, like going all the way at some yeah. one point in the year. But like, it's like with the Bulls. I thought the Bulls could be a team that could for sure get to like the conference time finals. No doubt, they looked great. But like injuries, man. Playoffs are like it comes down to which teams. A lot of times it comes down to which teams are healthy. Injuries happen. You gotta learn. The got the team that is there at the end is the team that's managed it the best. Yeah, that's that's just the shit about the playoffs. Uh, well, maybe we can move into some NBA injuries that are pretty big. Um, so we've talked about Steph, him being him being out definitely changes his whole. I don't NBA see stock. him missing the first round. Um, I think it might be more precautionary. Okay. If anything, uh, I mean, he obviously he's probably he's hurt, but like, I think they're honestly gonna try milk milk and keeping him out. You know, that's good for my fantasy team. More minutes for Jordan Poole. <laughs> I'm all here for it. I gotta make this playoff push right now. So Steph's out for the rest of the season. Um, another guy out for the rest of the season before the playoffs is CP3. They haven't ruled him out for the entire entire season yet. They haven't. They said he could come back to the very end. Which I can see him coming back at the very end just to get like some, just to get like his uh, sea legs again. That the proper wording, um, just yeah. kind of get back in the flow of things a little bit, get a couple games under his belt before he goes into the playoffs. Not that the Phoenix Suns really have to worry about the Clippers or the Lakers or the, or the yeah. Oh my God, Lakers are sitting at nine. It's bad. Wait, Pelicans? Yeah, Pelicans. Is- we're in that ten spot. Okay, how far is it? One point one. Is that one game difference? Two. Oh, yeah, one between us. Two. Oh, okay, interesting. They play. I think they play this week too. They might. They do. I'm very sure they do. Yeah, so we good to hit, get his legs back, get some chemist on court chemistry back with his guys. But Phoenix has just been rolling since the since the All Star break. They, they beat Sacramento like by like twenty or something without Jay Crowder. Chris Paul, JaVale McGee, campaign. Where, where are like the that up and down, that team is just the best in the NBA by, I think, a mile. Phoenix Suns like, are 10 and 4 since the All Star game, and they haven't had Chris Paul for a single one of those games. Yeah, Devin Booker had COVID. And yeah, and then just, Cam Johnson's been out. They're just so, yeah, Cam Johnson was out. He was at a Sacramento game, too. He's, they're just so insanely deep up. I mean, they're just like, they're really well coached. I think Monty Williams. Because I think he was robbed of Coach of the Year last year, wasn't he? Um, or did he get it? No, he got no, it. No, uh, Thibs got it. Who? Tip it up. Really? Yeah. Pretty sure. Let's Google that. Because I, I think you might be right about that. But, like, I think. I think it was Tibbs. Yeah, Tibbs. Oh, my God. Which is interesting. So crazy. Um, <laughs> He's got two of them now. Side note. So Thibodeau won last year, Coach of the Year. Yeah, Monty and, Williams will get it this year. Monty Williams. And the sure. previous season for the Knicks, they had won 17 games. 
So they had win, win totals had gone from 17 to 41, and Tibbs won the coach of the year. I think there's a lot of great candidates for Here coach of the year. Timberwolves won 17 games last year, and right now we have 42 wins. I, I Finch is definitely so in the – if, if historically speaking, Chris Finch should be the coach of the year. Just putting that out there. If they were like an all NBA team for coaches on the first team, Chris Finch would for sure be there. Um, along, I don't know. I, I think Monty just like. Monty probably deserves it just because he's. Because he, like you look at it, you, you look at a game like you, like their track record where they're missing their two stars. And you like, you look at that Sacramento game where they're missing like half their team damn near this, this team lineup. still comes out and does their job like campaign and execute. And De- uh deandre campaign wasn't even playing that um another injury uh zion is officially out will not make it back for the rest of the season uh definitely sad it would have been cool to see him run with cj and brandon um hopefully he can rest up and be back for next season if he comes back <laughs> Darkness, my old friend. I've come to talk with you again. Because a vision softly creeping. Okay, I just kidding. I think he'll come back. Um, I don't think there. I don't think there's any way you can demand a trade out of your rookie, rookie no. out of your rookie contract. To no. uh, another guy, Dame Lillard, officially out for the rest of the season. Um, Funny thing about Portland, we were talking about this at lunch, but uh, Trailblazer players are tweeting pictures of them talking to Jeremy Grant. And we made a joke about it on this pod. I forget what episode. I'm like, Why who are they going to get? Jeremy Grant? <laughs> and now there's like a report saying that, yeah, the, the Blazers so want Jeremy Grant. Yeah, it's that's just so tough. It is. Like, they're trying to build. They're, like, so committed to building around Dame. But, like, and – they're like, all right, we're gonna give Jeremy Grant max contract. This is the move, like, yeah, I uh, just a straight lateral movement. Like, congrats, he'll be a play-in team again next year. It's tough. It's tough. I'm glad I'm not a Portland fan. I mean, uh, maybe like a maybe like a fringe playoff team, not so much a play-in. Uh, no, they're playing. They're playing regardless. Um, another final injury to, uh, say Jonathan Isaac. The um, anti-masker is officially out for the rest of the season as well. He just had another surgery on his like thigh no, muscle. He wasn't an anti-masker. He was a uh, pro police. No, he was both. Yeah, I've got both. He's both. Him the, and Myers Leonard have been in the closet the- Republican. I forgot. Yeah, I think we put him on our closet Republican yeah, list. We did. Uh, I mean, he's probably not even closet. Yeah, he's. It's sad because he's very talented on the basketball court. He defensive is. He's an defensive juggernaut. juggernaut, yeah. Crazy how good he is. Um, well, one subject that we've kind of already touched on, but it's uh, the biggest turnaround of a season I've probably ever seen, but the Boston Celtics, man. I mean, I remember earlier in the year, uh, who was the Robert Parrish came out, longtime Celtics legend, came out and said that uh, Jason and Jalen – don't have the ability to make their teammates better. And uh, fuck, just they've really turned it around. I'm I'm honestly shocked. I'm I'm shocked. I see, just they, like def- uh, defensively they've been so good. Yeah, eleven and two. Like that's and Jason Tatum's really just figured it out. 
He's, he's been incredible. Really. He's been insanely. He's just been so outstanding. He's averaging 26 since the All-Star game, and Jalen's averaging 23. Tatum's even looked good on defensive, defensively, too. I mean, you got to give him his flowers for sure. No, it is uh, – it's really cool to see. I'm, I'm honestly just shocked seeing them perform so well after just how poor they played to start the season. They made a good trade for Derek White. Yeah. Uh, Josh Richardson and added to the Smith. The death they definitely des- ugh, desperately needed. Because he, um, he was a full-time starter in San Antonio. Now he just plays like 20 minutes off the bench. Yeah, I mean, he's their sixth. Is Grant Williams above him in their depth chart? I would say it's a tie. Yeah. I wouldn't know for sure. I feel like logically Derek White would be their sixth man. Um, you would think. Let's see. Minutes per game. Yeah, I don't know. A lot of people are just weirdly upset about, or not upset, um, obsessed with Grant Williams at times. Derek White. Nope. Wait, yeah, Derek White currently has more minutes per game than Grant Williams, but it's by two minutes. Okay, so yeah, they're the sixth and seventh guys. What you would expect? Yeah, um, besides that, then it's Peyton Pritchard, Daniel Tice, and I don't even know who the other guy is. Daniel Tyson. Uh, I, yeah. I like that they got they Tice. I love that they got Tice back. They really just run an eight-man lineup. They don't really fuck around with anything. I love that they got Tice back. It's so funny that they got him back in the trade deadline. And, like, I just – I like Tice. He's just another – like, I mean, I think they needed a, another solid big. Well, they start two centers, so it's like you kind of need to have one off the bench. Yeah. Um. Well, it's March Madness going on. Um, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Never mind. Keep going. Keep going. going. Okay, okay. So it's March Madness. My my men's bracket is destroyed. Oh, mine looks horrible. Worst, honestly, the probably the worst it's looked in recent years. And like I've said it openly, I'm like I have not been watching college basketball this year. Yeah. I like I know like some of the players to keep an eye on like the big names like Chet, Paolo, um, Duran from Memphis, Ivy, um, Jabari Smith, is it? Jabari Smith from Auburn. Yep. Um, but yeah, other than that, I just haven't really been watching cause I just am not crazy about the draft class in general. No, it's a pretty um, weak draft class. Not you know, we're, we're NBA guys at the end of the day. We're NBA guys. Yeah, so let's see. My highest, uh, I have eighty six percent correct on one of my on my best bracket. How many guesses did you put? I did a lot. Jesus, I did a random generated bracket, and it's only one point two percent. Ohio State wins. The t- that's that's great. But honestly. I will say, um, maybe my eye should have been for the women all along because my women's bracket is ninety eight point eight percent correct. Wow, five hundred ten points. Um, so I don't know if this is just the avenue that I should start going down. No more men's tourney brackets. Just just joining women's tourney bracket groups. That's where my I think it's National go. Women's Month too. What can I say? I'm an ally. We are an ally we're, for all women everywhere. We're an ally podcast. We're gonna start doing women's bracket groups. I'm sick of the men. They're inconsistent. Those pigs. <laughs> um, the women's the women's teams are are consistent. It's smooth. 
We don't see a whole ton of of upsets and debauchery, but we see just enough, just well, that, a dash. That one woman, I forget which team she's on, but she pulls up from like Curry range. Oh, Iowa, the, the Iowa chick. Iowa? She's Jesus sick. Christ. She's sick. I think they um, lost first round though, didn't they? I I don't know. I can check my bracket. I think they lost early, but I could be wrong. They were they. Dude, she's actually insane. insane. She's like, I, oh my god, she's like literally pulled up from Steph range and she just like what's it? Dude, she, yeah, she's got a sweet stroke. They're just all wet. Yeah, man, she's she's actually sick. Well, let's. I assume I don't know how the the, the draft prospects are for WNBA, but I'm sure she's like she has to be like top five. She's got to be up there. Well, let's. We're gonna hit you guys with a quick break, and then when we're back, we're just gonna uh, quickly discuss some of the top projected picks in the draft and how uh, the first two rounds of March Madness has affected those stocks. Or first round, depending how far they got. Very true. Very true. All right, we'll be back. All right, we are back. Um, so definitely some big surprises first couple of games. Kentucky losing was pretty crazy. Um, so far, good games. I've liked watching them. Uh, I think the any high key notes or overall notes from the game so far. Well, just referring to Kentucky, um, a guy that was really high on people's draft boards was Ty Ty Washington. Did not show up in that game. Five points. Shooting two for ten and on that and that horrible loss to number fifteen St. Peter's. Obviously, you know, I think at the end of the day, you're like looking at these games, and I don't think it drastically affects draft movement, but I think it kind of can. Um, I think a little, a little bit, it does, but it's not like it's not super significant. So Ty Ty is currently projected to go to eleven, go eleventh. So a lottery pick, and he would fall to the New York Knickerbockers. Um, I mean, classic. The Knicks choosing another player that sucks or ends up sucking. But um, well, I- we'll see. You know, Kentucky guards have uh, predominantly looked pretty solid. We'll yeah. give them we'll give them the benefit of the doubt. But no, it's definitely tough. I think you usually hear about players whose stock rises from March Madness. Usually, that's when they like. Well, usually freshmen just don't play well in the tournament. Like these nineteen-year-olds. That's true. Traditionally, I just like they don't make they don't make it far enough into the tournament to therefore show off any talents. I yeah, I feel like the teams like like Chet. Well, could we could very well see Chet and like we saw like Suggs last year make his run, but yep. like he, they were on teams full of veterans. Correct. Like Gonzaga's full of vets. Drew Timmy's a beast. Um, but you'll never play a minute in the NBA more than like more than likely. Sadly, which is really sad. I, I mean, look at the anyone's draft board. Drew Timmy. I think he's a senior now. I think he has to go. Um, big board, power forwards. Drew Timmy is yikes. Yeah, sixty fifth. Probably not player. getting drafted. He'll we'll see him in the summer league. Yeah, someone will pick him up, put him on their summer league team. We'll see him in the summer. He's league. a six ten power forward. Um, if he can learn how to shoot, he has a chance. But that's nah, tough. Uh, the one guy that I've really been watching though is I've been watching Purdue. Jaden Ivy looks fucking sick. I think he's gonna be a really good NBA player. He looks fun. He's got a good swag to him. I like the team as well. But uh, that kid, he plays with some confidence. Um, 
yeah, I've, I've really been enjoying watching. He looks like him. a guy that's going to be impactful from the jump on an NBA team. He's not a freshman. I think he's a sophomore, if I'm correct. I believe he's a sophomore. Um, I would assume he goes to the draft this year. Yep, he's a sophomore. Is, uh, I don't think his stock's going to get any higher, but he just looks like he could be a – looks like he can be a really good scorer in the NBA. Like, he shoots the ball well. He gets to the basket, plays aggressive. Um, so maybe kind of – a similar type of player as uh, who went to the Rockets this year? Uh, Jalen Green. Jalen Green. But their I think their game was a lot different. I like Ivy honestly more. I like Ivy more just because he's a bigger player. He like is physically stronger. Yeah. Um. Kind of like his game kind of like similar to like a Donovan Mitchell esque. Yeah, I could I could see that. Um. Yeah, just he's, the way he's been good. Uh, but I mean, we can move back to Chet for a second. He looked great the first game against a horrible team, which you'd expect. I just like Chet. His like player efficiency numbers are up there with some of the best recent players in our in the last like ten years. The best players in college, like Anthony Davis. Um, what were some of the other names up there? But it was just like a list of like who where his numbers are in comparison to some of the best, and they're up there with all top five picks. Yeah, I mean, he, dude came out first game, nineteen points, seventeen boards, seven blocks. Those are ridiculous numbers. It's just like so tough because when he played against Memphis, did not do well. Nine points. On top of that, he got bodied by Jalen Duran. Bodied by this guy, like Duran's got a grown. He's got like a grown man's body. What do you mean by that? Um, Duran is 250, 6'11", the center for Memphis. Surprised how low he is on the draft boards. Um, I mean, still, still a lottery pick. I mean, I thought he would be a little bit higher. I thought he would maybe inch that top seven, top eight. Um, for sure, top ten. But yeah, Chet, I mean, he, he is seven feet. He's a center. He can shoot. He can block. He can pass. Uh, but he's only a buck 95, soaking wet. That's like that's really that's really scary. That's like I can't I, find another I, you, player. You can't have him guard NBA post players. The I don't only think... player that is that uh, weighs less than him in the lottery is Ty Ty Washington, who is a point guard. And I don't see him playing like Kevin Durant. He's too. He's like too. He's too gangly. Not gangly, but like he's yeah, not like he's, he's not like does not have the skills that Kevin Durant has. He can't move around the floor as fast as Katie can. Yeah. It's just been hard for really tall he's a Chris Stapps Perzingis kind of player. And we've seen how Chris Stapps has turned out. He's now on his third NBA. Team. I will say Chet is very good on defense, just the way and like like technically, like technically sound, he's very good on defense. And like when he goes up for blocks, he does a really good job not fouling. I think that's why I think yeah. he gets away with so many blocks. Is he's long. He's, he's also he's a very good three point shooter. He's so long. His length is just ridiculous, which is why I think teams are just so intrigued by him. The fact that he's so lengthy, he can shoot, he can run the floor, he can pass. Like, but I'm yeah, I'm sure. I think teams are banking on like, okay, we can get this kid to gain weight. But like, that's that's the idea. I don't know. I just like don't know where you, who you tell him to guard. In the post. Yeah. Uh, so two other players I think have looked really good. Um, Paolo. Paolo has, has looked talented. I was watching the Duke game. Paolo looks – he's a baller. Uh, I think he's predominantly the number the consensus number one pick right now. 
Um, I mean, dude, it, dude, it really can. You can do everything. Yeah, you can do everything. You can um, do everything. You can score. You can rebound. In the tournament right now, in those first two games, averaging 18, almost nine boards, four assists, a block and a half, shooting 15 for 28 from the field, and four for nine from three. Like, that's those are good. Those are solid fucking numbers. Solid fucking numbers. Um, like he's got a he's, he's like only gonna gain more weight, and he's already good. I mean, he's fifty. He's a good like he's a good size. Six ten two fifty. Um, he's a really good size, um, and like he's he can kind of he can handle the ball. Like he can shoot pretty well. Um, yeah, man, he's like he's definitely like total like looking like the total package deal right now. Um, he is a total package. Now, he'd what about, probably be my consensus number one pick. That he looks like the safest best bet right now. Now, where do you feel about Jabari Smith? Because he the team lost. I believe in the second round. I'm like, um, I, I, like I watched the I watched his first round game. He shoots the ball very well in the mid range. Um, he has like an interesting build. He's only 210 pounds. Yeah, he's like, but he's 6'10". He kind of has more of of that Kevin Durant look. If we're gonna call like more than Chet, um, he's interesting. He doesn't have any defensive numbers at jump. Or scream at you? No, he's going to block and a steal per game. Nothing crazy. Which is still decent. But, um, but I mean, he's... Uh, his, he's interesting. He's like, I just don't know. Maybe kind of like not Evan crazy. Mobley. Not cra- he shoots the ball well from three. I mean, he's shooting 42 from three, but he's only shooting 42 overall. Um, so low sample size. He's getting like seven and a half. I mean, 17, seven and a half boards a game. Um, I'm just like not sure. Like, I'm... I think he's gonna be good, but I, I'm just not sure how good he's like. It's like the only player that really pops off at me that's really gonna be like, oh yeah, these dudes are gonna be for sure good, and like game changers are Jaden Ivy and Paulo Paulo Banchero. Yeah. Well, like you look at Jade, like what's Jabari gonna play the four? He, he got, but he's, yeah, yeah. So yeah, he plays he four. Can, he can do the four. Well, uh, Chet, Paolo, and Jaden are still in the tournament, so we'll be able to watch them this upcoming weekend, see which one of them can prevail in their teams and continue to further rise their draft stock. Uh, see them all prevailing. I do too. So that'll be Friday and Saturday, but on Sunday we get the fourth episode of the Lakers, Showtime Lakers documentary on HBO. Um, if there's two things that make me believe in God, it's sex and basketball. I don't know if any of you have seen this who are listening, but I would definitely recommend it. Great fucking show. John C. Riley kills it as Dr. Buss. Uh, I think the casting for Bird, Magic, Kareem are all really good. And we now get our, we just got our first look at uh, the new upcoming assistant coach who will eventually be the head coach in uh, uh, Pat Riley, played by. I'm forgetting his name. Um, I don't know, but it, Pat Riley's character is hilarious. How he just like tries to play, tries to like hoop up with some brothers and and like in the, on the beach and just gets just absolutely just knocked in the face. And Adrian Brody that's his goes name. goes back home to just like tear down his shed. So the former shell, of what he was, and he just misses the game. Well, Jerry, well Jerry West is like, "Fuck this! I'm out of here." Yeah, no, it's it's been really good. Uh, it's God, just they, a fun show. They made like, Jerry West look 
awful. <laughs> just like a alcoholic, racist um, gaslighter. I don't even just not <laughs> yeah really bad on all yeah things. <laughs> dude. I, one of the best scenes is when um, <laughs> Jerry like goes to Cream's house. He's like, "What are you reading?" <laughs> and then he shows him the book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's yeah. like, "Oh, that's on my list. It's <laughs> on my list." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, um, oh man, and that's how miserable he is, just losing six in a row and getting named Finals MVP for being the just the best loser ever. I didn't expect to see a Jerry West sex scene throughout this show. Yeah, we saw we got so one. We got we got one. Um, yeah, it's honestly just I'm really excited for basketball to start happening yeah. in the show because it's really really, been... really interesting that they just start the show off with Magic Johnson finding. I don't know who who's in the car with him. Do we know who's in the car with him yet? I don't think we do. Who's in, what do you mean? Who's the, the man car? in the car with him after Magic goes to the doctors and he's just falling his oh, eyes well, out. That was the very first episode. And Magic's just sitting there like blank staring. It's probably his agent. Yeah. They're not going to revisit. They're not going to talk about that until the very end. No. Um, yeah, man. Magic. Magic man. How about talk about such a ladies man that Dr. Bus is. He's he's hanging out the Playboy Mansion. He's he's yeah. really that guy's fucking cool. Like that, he's cool. That guy is he is a cool dude. Uh, well, like, we can yeah. Honestly, we uh, it'll be like fun to see like. I mean, just obviously how like it. I mean, we kind of know how like it ends and how it like goes, but it's just like fun seeing like getting reminded of the details of how this Lakers that Lakers franchise was built back then, and just like. Yeah, Magic Johnson was a sex machine. He's openly said it. He used to like have orgies all the time. Yeah. I forget. It was like in a pretty recent, like, inter- I saw it on like Twitter, Instagram, where like Magic. He said whatever the ladies wanted. If they wanted to yeah. talk them, they wanted to do that, we do that. He's really just a gentleman. I think, you know, he was just having fun. He didn't understand the ramifications of such increased sexual activity, and uh, he can pay. F- he can pay for it. As South Park said, the cure to AIDS is just money. money. Yeah, not wrong. But uh, yeah, I think it'll, it'll be uh, it'll be great to keep watching the show. I recommend all of you checking it out um, on HBO Max. Um, well, from our last week episode, the four of us, myself, Connor, John, and Sam, did a oh, little draft. Also, another note: crazy to think that like back then, like, well, it's just like like now today, like we're like six nine point guard that could. Pass, rebound, and score. Just like too big. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I feel like a, a scouts just like absolutely jizz their pants over that. Now it was I mean, Ben Simmons. I mean, he was highly touted and everything. I guess you think about that. It is, it's, that is it's kind, kind of, of like Ben Simmons. Kind of is like Ben Simmons. Except, I mean, I think Magic kind of shoot. I mean, he tried to shoot. I would say he was a better shooter. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. He had okay. the hook shot too, you know. He has he a, did. Lot. He did he a lot of other, other things going for him. But yeah, okay. Yeah, let's, so let's go look at your, the teams you guys made. We have these four teams. Um, I will quickly remind everyone of the of the starting lineups that we all created. Um, we can start with Connor Johnson. He had uh, 2009 Steve Nash, 2001 Jerry Stackhouse, 2007 LeBron. 2009 KD and 2003 Jermaine O'Neal. John drafted a Connor's team soft, not battle tested. I, I yeah I, okay I would agree appreciate it. Um, next we have John's team. 08 D Rose, 08 mm. Kobe, 
09 Mellow, 04 KG, and 08 Dwight Howard. Very dominant team. Just not sure how they would click in all cylinders. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure if I love the combination of Rose, Mellow, and Kobe. Um, you kind of got three guys that love having the ball a lot. So, um, good defense though. Just good. not, not quite sure about the fit. Good defense down low. And then we have Sam's team, which was 03 Allen Iverson at point guard. Then we have 06 Ray Allen at shooting guard. 05 Tracy McGrady at the three position. 03 Chris Weber at the four and MVP 2000 Shaq at center. That team's, I mean, that team looks pretty solid. You got, got the, I mean, don't really, I mean, I guess Allen Iverson kind of have to be the, somehow have to be the playmaker, which I mean, I think he could maybe pull off, but you know, yeah, yeah, shooting um, with Ray Allen, great shooter. Tracy um, can shoot too. Tracy can shoot. Tracy's like, you know, great, insane score. Allen Iverson, insane score. Chris Webber pick was a little soft for my liking. But yeah, yeah, two big bodies down low. Um, not sure where all the defense comes from. I mean, Allen Iverson was a pretty good defender, but still a little undersized. And then uh, last but not least, hopefully, will be my team, which I drafted. We have uh, 2008, Chris Paul. Uh, 2006, Dwayne Wade. 2003, Ron Artest. 2007, Dirk Nowitzki, and 2005, Tim Duncan. See, I think your team's my favorite just because I, I see multiple guys on there that can play defense. Um, I would I mean, I mean, would have called Dwayne Wade a good defender in 2006. Would you say so? Uh, fuck yeah. Yeah. He won a championship. Yeah. We you know Chris Paul can play both ends. Um, Tim Duncan can play both ends great. Dirk and D Wade are going at it. The two thousands, two of like the best players in that in that time period. Um, man, I just I love the fit. You have your playmaker and Chris Paul. Um, you got your defensive like anchor and Ron Artest, the great the great guy. Mm-hmm. It's gonna just get the loose balls, just hack people if they need to. Can shoot too. Um, can shoot decently well. He was a good scorer too. I mean, Ryan Artest did score. He did score. score the ball. I mean, well, if we if we uh, Tim Duncan, another defensive anchor. I mean, I think yeah, Tim Duncan and Ryan Artest to be gobbling up boards. I mean, even Dirk got a decent got a lot of boards back then. So right after we drafted, um, Sam Turner looked at me and said, "Jack, your team sucks." And I disagree. Um, I disagree. T. Who's on it? Who's on it? Is he the one that picked? No. See, man, ah, man, I, so I don't know. I mean, I think, I think all four teams are quality. See, Larkin has the most stacked team, but I'm not sure if Larkin's team would work. Yeah, Larkin's definitely has a stacked team. I worry, I have, there's chemistry issues there in my mind. All four, all five of those guys had the ball during those years. Well, if you had to, uh. If you had to choose one team that you think is the best of all these four, or if you wanted to rank them, if you wanted to rank them. I like yours the most. I'm not being biased here because you are my co-host. I like your team the most fit-wise. Man, 
I would just, I would go with John second just because like just how stacked they are. I'm sure they could figure it out. Um, be be a really good team. Um, it's just a lot of it's a lot of personality there for me. Um, then I'll take Sam. Then I'll take Sam Turner. Then I'll take John. All right. Did I say John? Cause it's for some reason I saw C Connor. <laughs> I wait. Oh, I put the, I saw the center next to Jermaine. I saw Connor. And I think I just thought John Connor for some reason, but no. Um, Connor. John Connor. Um, <laughs> yeah, Connor Johnson. I just that Jerry Stackhouse picks a little weak for me. KD in 09 and 07 LeBron. They haven't got their championships yet. Not battle tested. Um, kind of a little immature. Steve. I mean, Steve Nash, great. Oh, man, you know, God, now I'm just reading Conjon's team. I like it a little more now. Oh, man. Oh, man. I actually might re-rank. Dude, oh, man. Honestly. Oh, man. I think I might even slide Conjon over Sam Turner. Oh, oh my God. Are you looking at it? I don't have a vote. This is all you. Are you looking at it? I, I don't have any vote. I was a part of the draft. I don't have any say. Yeah, man. Sam Turner. I like your team the least. I don't know. I, I try to look I try to look for fits and I try to look like where like what would like make the most sense. I think your team made a lot of sense. Thank you. Thank you. Um it's cause we're on our test. It's what it's what Dude, you have your glue guy. All right, well we're gonna move into our portal game. So everyone is listening. Take out your phones. And type in P O E L T L game onto Google and load it on up. Um, All right, I'm in. Well, we can just we can just guess here together. Oh, we want to play together? Yeah, or we'll play together. We'll play together. Okay. Okay. We'll play together. So um, let's start it off with with I like I like doing small forwards. So let's take a small forward. Yeah. They're kind of right in the middle for height. Right in the man. middle. Who do you, who, who should we take? Let's we'll small forward. Maybe Cam Reddish. Okay, sure. Start with Cam. Yeah, very, very random. But let's do it. Very random. Okay. Ooh. Okay. So we're in the east. Ooh. Atlantic. Okay. We're in the okay in the Atlantic in the east. It needs to be bigger, but same age. Okay. Same okay. Age higher. Who's in the Atlantic number? Division? Who's in the Atlantic Division? We have uh, Kevin Durant. Uh, the. Oh. Oh. Is it Kevin Durant? Wait. Wait. John Collins. Wait, is in Atlanta? Okay, wait. They're in the southeast. They're in the south. Wait, I'm looking it up. Looking it up. We can um, look up conferences. I think that's yep. fine. That's not cheating. That's not cheating. Let's look at up conferences. We're not looking at rosters. Okay, so higher than six eight or taller than six eight. Jersey number above twenty one. Oh, so it's Toronto, Philly, Boston, Brooklyn. Yeah, and then they... okay. So who's twenty two on any of those teams? That's high. That's taller than six eight. Damn, that's Scotty Barnes. Scotty Barnes is young. No, Scotty yeah. Barnes only played one so... year. One year. You're right. Twenty two. Cam Reddish was a rookie when he was drafted. Um. Fuck. Oh, uh, Grant Williams. You think he's taller than six eight? He's like six seven, dude. I feel like they're giving Cam a lot of height here. Should we go Grant Williams? Yeah, just see how see how it does. Like, oh, oh he is six eight. Oh, he's one well, year older. Oh, he's 
Yeah, it's okay. He's a forward. He's a forward. He's a def- so he's a forward. Definite forward. He's probably six nine and he's twenty two years old. And he doesn't play for Boston. So I feel like this is one of these guessing maybe, games where this dude barely plays. I'm gonna go precious Achua. Yeah, send it. Ooh. Oh, he says that he's six eight two. Also twenty two though. Mm, number. Okay, so, so, the jer- on, so he has a high jersey number. That's the- so he's not on the Knicks. He's not on Toronto. So he's. Oh, so we haven't gotten the right. Yeah, we haven't got the right team. So he's either on Philly or on Brooklyn. Who would be twenty two on either of those? Claxton. Ooh, Claxton. He's a. Nope. No, he's a four. Okay, so, so he's like six ten, six nine. And he and he's and he plays on Philly. Oh, and he's on Philly. Okay. Oh man. Who's a big man on Philly that's young? This dude doesn't play. Is this, this dude is not in the rotation? Who could it possibly be? This dude's not in the rotation. Does this help? <laughs> This is the silhouette. It looks the same every time to me. We're looking at the silhouette now. Who the fuck could this be? Man, um, this dude doesn't play. He doesn't play. Oh, fuck. So then I'm thinking about Philly's rotation. I'm just like, yeah, okay, there's no way this guy plays. Uh... There's like nobody even young on their fucking team. I know. I wonder if this is updated. It has to, so I mean I'm just gonna. Are you cheating? I mean it's obvious, so it's obviously on Philly. Okay, yeah. So he's on Philly. So he's drafted the year before Maxi. In Cam Reddish's draft. Yes. I legitimately have no idea who this player is. I've like. I've been doing this the last week, and I've been getting every single one right. Dude, I've had ones where I've like I've had a couple where I've like had no idea who this player is. Fuck. Um. I mean, do we cheat? Fuck it. I feel like you're, or, I don't know. Can we not think of anyone? Are they going to try saying Tybalt's like 6'9"? Is that what they're going to do? Tybalt. Nope, it's not Tybalt. He's 25. No, I was... I was why'd you put that? I was thinking... It's, oh, okay. Um... <gasps> no. Dude, oh my god! I was going to guess it! I was going to say it's Paul Reed! It's Paul Reed! No, I was literally going to guess Paul Reed! Dude, I it, dude, oh my god, I didn't know Paul Reed was that young. It's Paul Reed, it's Paul Reed. Oh fuck. Dude, I could've we could have got that. We could have got that. That was honestly that was the, the name. Rotation. He's in the rotation. That was now. the name I had in my head. I feel so I feel so bad because that was the name I had in my head. And I was just like, no, I don't think it's Paul Reed though. I don't think it's Paul Reed. I didn't think Paul Reed was twenty damn. For some reason I thought Paul Reed was like older. Um, all right, guys. Well, we're gonna take a very Fuck. quick break, and then we're gonna be back with our Mount Rushmore of players that succeeded in college basketball but did not live up to the hype for their NBA careers.
So in the spirit of March Madness, we see it every year. We see those guys that just play extremely well in college. They're studs. They're looking like they're going to be the real deal. But they just don't pan out. And that's what this week's Mount Rushmore is going to be. Mm, I like this. College stars, NBA bus. I like this. Um, Trid, this is your idea. You brought it up right before we started recording. And this is a fun one. I, uh, I had to do a little bit of research. And I have a good eight guys that I'm going to choose between. So you'll probably choose four, and then I can take the other four. So why don't uh, your idea, I believe you can start us off. A classic, one of the most pronounced of this category, Adam Morrison. Adam Morrison. Gonzaga star, player of the year, 28 points per game. But, God, could he not do shit in the NBA? Bounce around a few different teams. He was drafted by the Bobcats. Yep. I just remember, he. I think he ended with the Lakers. And that was that. Was that. Good choice. Um, didn't he win a championship with with, I, uh, with Gonzaga? I think he no, didn't? no. They I think they, I think they lost. Um, um, did Adam? I don't think he did. So I remember there was like a crazy upset. They got like upset. Um, one year specifically. Let's see. I don't know if he has won a uh, college career. He hasn't. I don't think he has. He made it to the Sweet 16, and they lost. They uh, lost to George Mason. They yeah. lost to George Mason. Wow. I think George Mason was part of, like, yeah. That All was, right. like, I know my first bit. You're going to like it. Um, I feel like this was fitting just for being a Minnesota Timberwolves player. Um, I have Michael Beasley as my college stud. But Michael Beasley stuck around in the NBA, though. You have to do that. That's true, but you cannot. But he he did not live up to the hype. He was what? He was a number two pick. And yeah, he bounced around teams. He played for poverty franchises that like were practically paying people to playing anyone to fucking log minutes on their on their roster. So I would go Michael Beasley as my number one pick. All right. Um a second pick in Illini in Illini great in uh middle school basketball, they always uh Made us do this, do a drill name after him. We used to like stand on our stand on one leg and shoot a free throw with one hand, or like not necessarily free throw, but close to the basket. Um, D Brown led the Illini to the national championship game. Played all four years there. Numerous uh, numerous awards, accolades, accolades. Um, you know, uh, second round pick. So the expectations weren't super high, but he was a college great and. Yeah, just was not good in the NBA. Barely averaged like two, three points a game in the NBA. Who did he play for in the NBA? Uh, like the Washington Celtics? at one point, Phoenix at one point. Drafted by the Jazz. Um, he played with oh, he played with Darren Williams. 
Yep. Darren Williams was on that team too. That team was a squad. We lost to Ty Lawson and the Tar Heels that year. Then he he played one year with. uh, I think Wayne Ellington was on. Wayne Ellington was on that team too for the Tar Heels. Damn, that's a that's a fucking lineup. Um, All right, so my number two. This might get a little emotional. I'm kind of thinking outside the box, but my number two is Len Bias, who uh, famously was going to be the number one pick to the Boston Celtics. Oh, that's fucked up. But that's he, dark. But he died that's of really a dark. cocaine oh overdose. Oh, my God. <laughs> so I would say Len Bias Jesus Christ. is on my Mount Rushmore of players that weren't that good in the NBA. <laughs> well, yeah, no shit. He's dead. It's <laughs> fucked up, man. All right, I'm um, man, that's fucked up. Uh, I'm gonna go with Jimmer for that, ah. but he's a uh, I will say Shanghai, Shanghai hero, just absolutely been going crazy for the Shanghai Sharks. Um, but yeah, you know the deal, Jimmer. BYU made that great tournament run. He was just hitting the Steph Curry like threes, which weren't even Steph like Steph Curry like threes. Then it was just Jimmer. Um, it was Jimmer. He changed the league, man. He walked so Curry could run. Exactly. But, you know, it just, you know, didn't really. The league was a little gritty then. Three's uh, three-point game wasn't uh, as prominent as it was now. It just didn't really quite work out for him. But Jimmer Fredette, college legend for sure. Um, well, I'm going to go back to a little bit of a comedy show. So my third pick is going to be Johnny Flynn of the God. Syracuse t- team. Uh, we drafted him before Steph Curry, we meaning the Timberwolves. Uh, lottery pick. He was the first point guard drafted that year. No, I don't know. No, that's not true. Uh, but, yeah, lottery pick was supposed to be great for us and really was just a shitty fucking player. Yeah, I thought. I mean, yeah, everyone thought Johnny Flynn would be a really solid player. Came from a great program, a great coach, Jim Beheim. What's their team? It's the Syracuse Orange. That's they're just the Orange. I think they're just the Orange. That's like it's the equivalent of like the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, just lacking creativity. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right, um, you got it. You got your third third pick. This is my fourth. Oh, this is your fourth. Okay, this is Ooh, the yep. this is the to cap your memory. Oh, this floor. is a big friend of the program actually. Um, we met him a couple years back at the NCAA tournament dunk contest. Convinced us to go out drinking and go to the strip club. He said, "Live our lives, have fun." He's like, "Fuck yeah, man, fuck yeah." Greg Odin, our guy. Greg Odin. I'm not gonna say anything bad about him because he is a friend of the program. He's a he was a great guy. Great cool guy. sport. He he laughed at our jokes. He took if, a picture if, with if, us. If, if he wasn't injured, who knows? Who knows what would have happened if he wasn't injured? I would agree. I uh, so my fourth is gonna be uh, this one's shout out to Connor Johnson, who famously or non famously. Thought we should draft over Carl Anthony Towns. I have Jaleel Okafor. As wow, Kanjan said that? Kanjan, that's a I mean, thought. I thought Jaleel was going to be the good as hell. Damn. Yeah, I got Jaleel as my fourth. And I think we should have a uh, a little a notable mention for Rashad McCants. I brought him up last week on the podcast. <laughs> Another guy that went to the Wolves Young who uh, was supposed to be really great and ended up 
being shit. Maybe we could bring up maybe just anyone on the Wolves. We could do Wayne Ellington, uh, Wesley Johnson, just a couple guys that that come to mind. I don't. I don't Not know. Corey Brewer because Corey Brewer dropped fifty, bitch. Ah, fifty bomb. Um, my next my next pick. Um, just because I've just seen a lot of videos of him just roasting people on getting like just getting the beef on uh, online lately and just, just Kwame Brown. Oh, good. Was he number one pick? He was probably good in college. I don't remember anything about him. Number one, he was number one pick. What college did he go to? I don't fucking remember. But he was number one pick. (laughs) He had to have been good. See, Kwame, Kwame Brown. But yeah, it was obviously not the player that the Lakers are hoping for. Oh, Um, he went straight out of high school. He didn't even go to college. Yeah. I guess he's not. He's not able to. Now we just see a lot of IG videos of him beefing with like. Former NBA players talking about how he would do this and Kobe would have done this. And I don't know. His life kind of seemed like it's like I would not get into a boxing ring with him, though. No. That's, no. that's for sure. Definitely uh, referring, some- referring back to one of our old uh, Mount Rushmore's and a guy I'd get into a back alley with for sure. Well, that wraps our, uh, our episode. Uh, thank you for listening. We'll be back next Tuesday, most likely. Because now Jack's going on vacation. No, I'm going on vacation, and uh, and you might see us on the big screen Wednesday night at the Target Center. We're gonna just be, uh, maybe you might you might be courtside at the at the Wolves game. So uh, hopefully we'll get some good content for the show. So yeah, take uh, take take your evening and maybe flick on the game and keep an eye out for your favorite chain hoop heroes. Good night, everyone. America. Oh, thank you.